Hey, what's going on there, motivators? Dr. Drew with the Making Motivation Podcast. Today is the 17th of November, 2021. Ah, well, it was a good day. I hope it was for you as well. Busy, busy. Today's Wednesday. It's already midweek. This time next week, we'll be getting ready for Thanksgiving, and we're gonna. That's been a hot topic at the at the office as of late, and I'm gonna share some thoughts on that in a moment. But only after I uh, drop this little mention, this little pearl of wisdom that I just gathered from that book that I said I was reading, called Mastery, something to the effect of 10,000 hours you have to devote. <clears throat> that's the gist of it, I believe. So you got to put the time in. And uh, so this guy starts by talking about how back in the day, you know, before the modern times, and even into um, probably the 1800s and half of the 1900s, you couldn't choose your own path. Right, you know, you if your father or mother was a butcher, baker, or candlestick maker, then that's what you did. You know, you didn't have a lot of options. You know, you worked in the factory, you worked in the damn quarry like Fred Flintstone. Yes, yes, and that was just your lot in life. And for many people, it was good. You know, you could ask these folks, especially into the you know nineteen after the World War II and stuff like that. <clears throat> Opportunity started knocking, and maybe you could decide a little bit more about what you're going to do with your life, but still, folks, you can imagine these folks in their little towns and such across the world, but across America, let's start with that specifically, you just did what you what you were given, you had, your lot in life was you're going to be working at the auto mechanic shop, just like your dad, you're going to take over the barber shop, you're going to be a teacher, just like your mom and dad. You're going to, you know, go be a military man, you know, because you got a long history of, of military, you know, service behind you and your lineage. And so that's how people became what they became. That's why there's, uh, you know, nomenclature like, uh, you know, the last name Baker, right? Or Carpenter, right? Or... Um, Smith. I believe that these names have in their roots occupations. This is like your identity. Right? Correct me if I'm wrong. At least in some cases, that was the deal. Initially, that was your identity. Identity. You were a fucking carpenter. And now, the remnants of these names, you know, you might have had the name that you were christened with or you came into the world with we're going to call him John we're going to call her Sarah it's a it's a biblical name it's a good name you know but their last name was Carpenter because that's what their family did or maybe last name was Farmer anyway my name the origin of my name Oberst means to be higher, be, means colonel in German, so maybe I've got a, a lineage of German, Swiss, whoever, 
Western European fucking you know, military personnel, and I was somebody was a colonel, or it also means like oberst. Ober means like above. So maybe we just thought we were better than everybody. I don't know. We are. So I'm going off on a little tangent there, but uh, you get you picking up what I'm putting down. So he's talking about how the reality was back in the day, you had little ambitions. It's not very if you had ambitions, they were suppressed by just your lot in life. Like you were destined to be working in the factory, working in the foundry. Uh, working, text message from running at the gas station like your old man, or you were a homemaker, or whatever the fuck. You there weren't as many options. There wasn't as much abundance. People weren't as well educated. They didn't have as much opportunity. And so now, obviously, think times are different. You think about how spoiled that we are, where we can decide. What do you want to do with your life? You know, people used to want to be firemen. I want to be a fireman. I want to be a, I want to be a teacher like my mom. You have two new text messages. All right, messages. I get it with the fucking text messages. It's eight o'clock at night. Stop reaching out to me, even though I reached out to you, and that's called communication. So now we have the option to kind of choose our path in life and how cool is that very cool um, so how crazy is that but the author is going to talk about how a lot of people even though they have the world is their oyster and they can really kind of uh, America is a land of opportunity and they can square whatever career way they want pursue it one moment here, okay? <laughs> okay, I'm back. Alright, so let's complete that thought about the book called Mastery. Once upon a time, we didn't have the fucking choice of our career or our ambitions. We were never going to get off that, that little farm. We were never going to leave. We are never going to get out of that factory. Stories have been written books have been fucking written, movies have been, have gone to the big screen, to that effect, so now we have the opportunity, the ability to make moves and to decide our, our own fate to some degree, to a higher degree than we ever have. And so that, if you think about that unto itself, you know, we're spoiled. However, you know, a lot of people choose not to do that. They choose to stay safe, and, and that's fine. You know, there are days that, as an entrepreneur running several businesses across my 46 years so far, I've wished that I, I wonder what it would be like just to have some fucking 9-to-5 job where I just, you know, punch the clock and get a, a paycheck presented to me at the end of the damn week. 
you know. There's times that I've yearned for that. But I got to be honest, I, I enjoy deciding my own fate. I, des- I, I enjoy being able to, you know, chart my own path just to a degree. Uh, authors starting to talk a little bit about how some people, they choose to stay safe and because if they stay safe and they never take any chances, well, then they essentially don't risk losing anything. Which, uh, you know, uh, once again, is sensible. It's a sensible strategy. But if you really think about that in terms of the luxury that we have today, the opportunities that, that abound, even in a fucking pandemic, there's more jobs now than ever. There's opportunities, you know, to change, to jump around. I talked to a guy... Monday, and he's an HVAC guy. I knew him when he was in trade school. I knew him when he was in, you know, the local vocational school, taking HVAC, and then he worked for, a, you know, some brick and mortar HVAC business out of uh, out of high school, and now he's sitting in a freaking seat, looking at a computer all day long, monitoring HVAC for like a, a pharmaceutical company making a good wage, doing a good job, got benefits and all this other shit. So it's pretty cool for him. Now he was saying that he's going to interview this other place that makes materials like um, brewing supplies or something. The HVAC and cooling systems and piping systems, uh, automation, you know, monitoring things for that industry. So he's going he's gonna to give it a shot, interview there, because now is an opportunity to try things. You know, he doesn't like the shift that he's working. doesn't like he's you know, working nights and working crazy hours and all this shit. And he wants to be to take a chance. So anyway, reading this book, so far so good. A couple little snippets already, just an hour into it. Next I want to talk to you guys about Thanksgiving. I talked a lot... Uh, so far this week to people, patients, friends about what their plans are for Thanksgiving and I got a lot of enthusiasm people are really looking forward to getting together with family and having adventures and I think that that is you know, that's wonderful me too you know, one of the things we talked about is different food items, so you know, I'll discuss, hey, what do you like the most? What do you like the least about Thanksgiving, uh, the meal? You know, do you have any special menu items? Do you have any recipe, family recipes you really like? And one thing that, that um, you know, is apparent, and that is that pretty much everybody makes the same stuff. Make turkey, maybe make a, you know, make some mashed potatoes, make stuffing, some sort of sweet potato or candied yam, green bean acerole, um, some bread, stuff like that. Maybe you got people who are vegetarians and you make something else for them. There's really something for everybody. And the, the, um, the recipes, the dishes are not extremely complex. 
Okay, so they are not um, like fucking something off the tel- TV Food Network. And if they are, it's maybe like diners, drive-ins, and dives. This is comfort food we're talking about. So I thought it would be interesting because I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving as well. Even though I'm not like the biggest turkey fan, like I'll, I'll enjoy it, but I it it gets old kind of real quick. The relatively dry meat got a little funkified character to it. I'd love to hear about different recipes and how. And people are saying, oh, I love to get together and the cooking and the preparations and the, all that stuff is is just as important as the food itself. Getting together and sharing that time and the conversations. And that's great. And the guys are in the other room talking their stuff and we're over here and we're doing this and we're cooking and that's exciting. That warms my heart. That that There's memories that are saved. And I know this because I teach anatomy, right? I understand this stuff. When you think about Thanksgiving and the meal and the people and the the togetherness and all that stuff, when you think about it, the same areas light up in your brain. It's like you're sitting there eating it because you're remembering and you remember Thanksgiving's gone by and the, the fun that you had and how good the food was and and the, the warmth and the togetherness and the, just the comfy clothes and it just it's it's a happy day of togetherness and for many people over the past couple of years you know we've had to abstain from doing this from getting together and gathering and and, and all this so people are are it's kind of a scary time right now because numbers are rising again with the fucking virus that we keep thinking is going to go away we need to get those COVID pills from uh, Pfizer and Merck and all that shit. They need to make that shit and grind it up and put it in as, an, as a food additive. We need to kill this fucking critter, protect our population. Because the last thing we want to do is get people sick during a holiday, you know. But of course there'll be some of that. Hopefully not too much. So I thought that this would be pretty cool. Imagine if you had, like, a blind taste test. You know, everybody, every family has, like, oh, my mom's mashed potatoes. Like, my mother-in-law's mashed potatoes, they call them Jesus potatoes because they're so good. And I, I agree, they're wonderful. Um, I would like to try other, and I have tried other things, like stuffing is one. Uh, we typically have it, it's like stovetop stuffing that is really, like, fried in butter. And it's crispy and it's good and it's just good. It's fucking d- delicious and it's terrible, probably terrible for you, but it's good for your morale. It's a, it's very delicious. And so, somebody else, like I remember growing up, we would make, uh, my parents would make a stuffing that had sausage in it and apples and onions and just all these things, texture, and it was a really like a hearty stuffing, um, heavy on the meat. Other people just do like a bread stuffing. Somebody said today that they did cornflake stuffing. Use cornflakes for it. So I would like to, I'd be interested in like a holiday Thanksgiving bake-off where everybody makes a, a 
their what they, what is their traditional Thanksgiving um, dish in the various categories, and then everybody can try a little bit of it. And it, it should be something that is a traditional dish, you know? Like a traditional dish made, maybe some special ingredients or whatever, but it's, if it's mashed potatoes, it's got to be mashed potatoes. Right? There's got to be some sort of parameters to the thing, but I guess my ultimate point would be I would love to try everybody else's stuff and see what is the what I like the best. There's no such thing as the best, right? Because everybody's got a different version of it, and the, the thing is, it's the food is just it's just a, 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 an excuse to get together and to care for one another and to love one another, to be in one another's presence and to be thankful around a meal. This is good. Isn't the food good? Isn't life good? Aren't our isn't our family good? Isn't aren't our relationships good? Don't we have so much to be, to appreciate? Yeah, that's what it's all about. But I would like to do the taste test nonetheless because I know that there are people who think they're mashed potatoes or they're fucking brined turkey or they're fried turkey yeah, or their green bean acerole is like the best thing ever and Thanksgiving is not the same without it. Cranberry sauce is a big one, right? Because you can have things like cranberry, uh, traditional cranberry sauce, which would be like whole cranberries, pieces of cranberries, you know, I like it, it's interesting, texture, got some berries in there, but I think most people really like just the fucking cranberry jello thing that you slide out of the can, cut that fucker up, I want to eat it, I want the little, the little fucking texture to it, I love it, I'll eat it just like that, eat the whole fucking can, drop it in my mouth. So that works for me. Canned cranberries. <clears throat> Cranberry jelly. Is, that's what it's called. However they jellify it like that. <clears throat> um, so there you go. People are like, oh, my cranberries are the greatest. Or which is our family recipe. I'm sure. I bet you it tastes great. But I'm just as happy with the fucking canned cranberries. It's funny. It's amusing to talk about this stuff. Finally, I will say that what I've been doing and what I am sincerely about is that I've been telling people that I'm thankful for them. You know, I've been hugging them. I've been shaking their hands. I've been texting them. I've been letting them know how I feel. You know, because I am thankful for them. I am thankful, sincerely thankful, to have these people in my life. I'm thankful for their their friendship. I'm thankful for their business. I'm thankful that they would select me as the person to take care of them and help facilitate their health and well-being. I'm thankful for all of them. And I believe that we need to start saying that. You know, we really need to let people know how we feel. The hell we have to lose. Some friends, some respect. Just fucking tell people. If you care about them, tell them that. 
you believe in them, if you want to help them, if you want to be there for them, you know, you don't have to want to invite them to Thanksgiving dinner. You know, some people you don't fucking want at the table. I understand. It's like a family thing. I'm just, I've been astounded. Some people have told me that they're having this big Thanksgiving and oh yeah, every year and and they're they invite people that don't have any place to go as well. I think, wow, how cool is that? How wonderful is that? That you're that person that does that that invites people who who whatever just don't have any place to celebrate. Wonderful thing, what a wonderful way to be. I also had some folks today, tonight, say, Yeah, we're just gonna have a low-key Thanksgiving, we're not gonna have any big anything big. <clears throat> that might have had something to do with this woman. Um, her children are are growing up and they're starting to do the old uh, we're going to go spend it with Thanksgiving, if you don't mind, with the my in-laws. So people start to get resentful, like the family's breaking up or something like that, or there's competition for time. And maybe they're thankful just to not have a big knockdown, drag-out holiday with extravaganza. I mean, that, that can be stressful, too. I talked to somebody earlier tonight and said that is the holidays are stressful because you have to do this, you got to buy presents for people and I tell you, you ain't got to do shit I don't want a fucking thing I'm disgusted by those ships that are sitting off the coast because we fucking didn't have anything to do with our time during the pandemic and justified buying all these fucking things that are shined up, shined up and boxed up and made of plastic and it's going to wind up in a landfill six months down the road but I don't need a fucking thing I need my dog a cup of coffee maybe a beer some laughter and I like to watch The Walking Dead do some binge watching of that yes I'd like to fucking help this person you know let that person buy. <clears throat> anyway, you're picking up what I'm putting down, I think. You know what I'd like to be thankful for if somebody actually took these goddamn trash cans and dragged them out of the street. Those kids are going to do it. I ain't fucking doing this. So anyway, some some stuff to think about there, huh? Interesting conversations. I'm going to continue to poll people on how they feel, you know, about the holiday and and uh, talk about you know after it's done and how was everything and everybody got together and good food was good and everybody's healthy and happy. Everybody feel feel better having gathered and. Um, I got a joke, I'll tell you, finally. Listen, it's not my fucking joke. I'm always looking for new jokes. 
the towel, and this is one that was like an adult joke. It's not, I mean, look, it's not hilarious. It's inappropriate and insensitive, but, you know. I don't fucking know what to tell you. So here's what it goes. Why do the Indians always eat before the pilgrims? Because they had reservations. You know, insensitive to the Native Americans, whom are America's first people, and love and respect to them. They can scout my fucking head off if they want to. But I love them. I'd rather be an Indian than a pilgrim. I said it. Okay? And I know one of my Marine buddies lives on a reservation, I think. So, I don't mean no disrespect. I'll talk to you turds tomorrow. <laughs>